Go. Disney Vault Talk presents Rebel Yell. Star Wars Rebels discussion and commentary. With your hosts, Teresa Delgado and Steve Lawson and Eris Chernovice. On the way. And now, Disney Vault Talk's Rebel Yell. Am I monitoring too many things at one time? Yes, I am. Did I miss the pause button on the intro? Yes, I did. Do I apologize? Not at all. Welcome to Rebel Yell, everyone. I'm Steve Glosson. Glad to be along with you as we continue our look at Rebels. We've had an amazing mid-season trailer drop for season four, the fourth and final season of Star Wars Rebels. Now, we are doing this uh, as part of our Goliverse Marathon for Cure. You can find out more about Cure at curechildhoodcancer.org. Currently, we've raised $1,375. We thank everyone who's donated. Our goal this year is $5,000, and our backs are against the wall with this thing, as we didn't have, due to all the technical difficulties and everything that went on, we didn't really have time to promote this the way we normally do, and, and unfortunately, we just haven't been able to get the word out. So we need everyone to help us out by going on your Twitter, on your Facebook, sharing the link, geekoutonline.com cure, encouraging people to give, encouraging people to come listen live, Letting people know about the podcast. If you've got friends that are kind of into these kind of things, I will tell you this, the Big Honkin' Show from this morning is probably one of the best in a long time. And I would encourage you to check it out and uh, as it goes up later on this week, so if you've missed it. Um, so help us out, geekoutonline.com slash cure, and uh, we appreciate your help with that. Uh, we've got a great group of people to discuss um, this. Of course, we have our usuals, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad to talk to this guy because, in all honesty, pulling the curtain back, it's literally been about a month since we've had a chance to speak. I'm talking, of course, with my brother from another mother, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Schoenweiss. How's it going, my friend? Steve, I really need to tell you something. Okay. I hate your hair. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, my brother from another mother? It's good to talk to you, my friend. Way Way to come out swinging. Way to come out swinging. A little pre-trailer reference. I hear you. I know. I get it. I get it. I like it. And also with us, fresh off crying over Mary Poppins, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. I'm not crying anymore. No, not anymore. Well, not yet. Not yet. Although, I'm not going to cry right now because I'm just pumped for what's coming, but also scared in so many ways. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> worth being scared. It's worth being scared. So, um, all right, here we go. Oh, wait, no, we've got one more person to bring in. I'm sorry. You, you got to use the song. Got, I, I know. I, I just, he's sitting right here across from me. He brought me Krispy Kreme today and everything. Gross. Even though I'm trying to do better. How bizarre. Shaz Bazaar. Shaz Bazaar. Baby, just drives me crazy. Every time I 
Every time, every time, every time. Every time Steve looks around. Every time. Every time Steve looks around. He's at my door. Shaz Bazaar is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Shaz, welcome to Rebel Yell. Welcome. <laughs> greetings. Hello. It's been a long day. Throw me out of greetings programs. What? Throw me out a greetings greetings program. That's fantastic, right? I mean, I got to see a greetings programs live. If you're not checking out Techno <laughs> Retro Dads, you totally should. It's everything I ever want to geek out loud to be. Now, Shaz always rejects that when I say that, but it's the truth. I'm just telling you what truth is. So, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's start with the let's start with the season four trailer, this mid season trailer, and uh, and then we'll get into more Star Wars talk afterwards. Uh, this dropped yesterday at time of recording, and um, it is something else. So we're going to listen to it here. I've learned so much about life, about being a good person. If not for you guys, I'd be back on the fall just waiting to be rescued like everyone else. Ezra, you have never been like everyone else. What exactly am I looking for? Nothing? And everything. That doesn't help. Trust yourself. Trust the Force. I could see what they were thinking. You must have established a deep connection with them. The Force is trying to tell you something. Listen to it. We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. Is it wrong for me to protect my friends? How did I choose to win? The question is... We are rebels. Fighting for the people. It won't be easy. We can't back down just because we're afraid. That's when we need to stand the tallest. Your voice started something. That something has grown bigger than I ever imagined. We can do this together. Let's go get Hera. You're in terrible trouble. Hey, I've seen you before. I have to tell you something. I hate your hair. Let's go, Rebels. Full-scale bombardment of the city. Is a Pritya mine at last? I mean, dang, Cletus, wow. as we say. Ezra Bridger. Okay, let's get something so out of the way. Good. I saw someone in the chat say McDermott is back, but I think that's actually Sam Whitworth doing that's the voice. Yeah. No. Uh, no? What? It's Ian McDermott. Really? What? Yes. That's amazing. It's, it's fantastic. That's my favorite part of the whole trailer. Yeah, that's Ian McDermott, man. I'm There's so excited about that. So much evil and hate and anger and everything like dripping from like every syllable. And he like, it's so it's so juicy. He, I love it. He rolls that R on the bridge or Ezra Bridger. Yeah. At but last. he's like he's like you're mine at last. And it's right. like, but he has 
it's like he hasn't even like really paid any attention to Ezra the whole series. So that we know of. Yeah, well, but I mean that's what's intriguing me is that at right. last part. Right. Well, he's you know, got are all we those... going to get a couple? Is there going to be something like in the like early in this last few episodes that like hints at now all of a sudden Sidious is paying attention to Ezra? I'm just really intrigued by it. Well, I don't think that it's all of a sudden. I mean, what's been going on while Thrawn has been doing his stuff and you know, obviously the Emperor's always been a, a man who pulls the strings when you don't even realize he's pulling strings. And you know, he knows about the Inquisitors. He knows what Vader's been up to. So, of course he knows Ezra Bridger. And so now, at the end of all things, Ezra is Snoke. At the end of all things. <laughs> at the end of all things, Rebels. So, um, Erish, I, I don't know what you can and can't talk about as it pertains to this trailer. Oh, sorry. Um... But where do we start? I mean, I know that the first half of the trailer is just is actually stuff from seasons gone by. To, yeah, it kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I'm just like, just get to the new stuff already. Because it's literally half the trailer is the yeah, old I'm stuff. Yeah, like, get to the new stuff. Yeah, and so um, then we get to the new stuff. Uh, honestly, about, gee whiz, it's over halfway through the trailer. Yeah. About... Wait, wait. Which honestly, I I I don't want to. I just, sure. I want to know as little as possible going into the I, going into these last episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. But you know what's also great is that we only have three weeks of this. It's like they aren't going to drag it out. Yeah. Not going to drag it out. They're not. It's How? just like boom. Here you I'm, go. The end. When does okay? I've so, been ready for this thing to be on the air every Monday. So when do we? When do we? Um. When does it come back? Is it February 9th or 19th? 19th. 19th. And it's so uh, here, here is our listening schedule because I have it. Monday, February 19th, we will get telecast of the episodes Jedi Knight and Doom, all capital letters, D-U-M-E. Doom. They will start at 9 p.m. Eastern, so 9 p.m. and 9.30, and then they will be available on the Disney Now app at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then Monday, February 26th, we will get the episodes Wolves and a Door. <laughs> that was hard, y'all. A door like a, a space door? A door as in I love you or a no. door as in a door? Wolves, trying really hard to pronounce it correctly, and a door. D-O-O-R. So the episode title is A Door? Wolves and a door. That's one episode. That's one episode. That's one episode. Okay. Oh, gotcha. The second episode is A World Between Worlds. All right, so that's World. Mortis. And World. A World Between I'm just mess- Worlds. I'm just a Wood mess- Between now, Worlds. Now I'm just messing with you now. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Well, Shaz says it. Is that going to be the Mortis episode? It is. Okay. Okay. Wait, what's then, all this Mortis talk? Do we know for sure there's a Mortis there's thing? There's a picture. Well, there's something Mortis because there's a picture of... And it's on a star chart. So it's got to be the world yeah. between worlds. Okay. All right. Then Monday, Tell March you. 5th, we will get a Fool's Hope at 8.30 Eastern. Hmm. And Family Reunion hyphen and Farewell. So it's, it, and what I, I think I'm reading this correctly, 
Family Reunion and Farewell is an hour and a half. Right. So it's an hour finale with a half hour episode Family Reunion. And then A Fool's Hope is a separate episode. So essentially two hours of Rebels on Monday, March 5th. And then that's the end. Mm. And then we all cry. So literally, it's over. Why are they doing such a fast release schedule? Um, because there's like a little movie coming out like you know, later this spring that, you know, we can't have more than one Star Wars thing at a time. Right. Why? I don't know. Oh, OK. Just that checking. just seems to be, you know, we can't handle more than one Star Wars thing at a time. Well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know that much. So. I like the part of this trailer. Number one, what's Caleb cutting his hair for, guys? I don't it's know, but I'm so glad. when you can't see. Oh, no, I really did hate his hair. Why? I, I, I like the long hair. Well, I didn't get a good enough look at it. I mean, the lighting was kind of dark, so I need to see it in a better view, but, I mean, Hera hates it. He looks like Ezra's daddy. He looks like Ezra. I thought it was Ezra Maybe for a minute. Maybe that's why he did it. I just assumed that it like, had something to do with like going undercover or something like that. Yeah, it's probably something really simple. Which maybe may- the wolves made him cut it. Mm. Maybe. Or maybe he's, you know, taking a vow of some sort that he's, that this is symbolic. Oh. I don't know. Hmm. Well, um, the uh, I like what Hera does here the, in the trailer. You're in terrible trouble. <laughs> That's talk- such a great one. And she's, talk- and she's laughing and talking to the stormtroopers saying, you're in terrible trouble. Well, because when we left off, Hera had been taken captive. And Erish, wasn't you that said you didn't think we'd get a see reunion? I, I didn't think that Canera was going to see each other again, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I like, these, I like these kids. I got a lot of hope for them. A fool's hope, maybe, but still yeah. a lot of hope. What a fool believes. Mm-hmm. He Ooh, guys, I like what Christopher Lutz in the chat says. I think it makes sense. He cut his hair... When he became Canaan, and then it grew out, and he cuts it again to become Caleb again. Oh, oh. Doom. That's going to be in Doom. Nice call. Well, when he's, call. when he's free in Hera there, he's got his, he's got his short hair going on. Right. Yeah, well, it, and it, it, he, Christopher Letts is right. I do remember that he does do that stuff with his hair in the comic. I forgot about that. Oh, mm, I have to go back and reread back. it, but he does do something like wow. that. Okay. Oh, I love how they tie everything together. Well, that's cool. <laughs> what about the little owl is there in this little weird place where Ezra is walking? It, it has to be some kind of vision, but Ezra is there. Is that the temple yeah, in Lothal? Yeah, the Lothal? is there. It's like, yes, yes. And Ezra's in his, but Ezra's wearing his stormtrooper disguise. So is he, but it, is this like a, is this the Jedi temple? Is that the thing? Jedi temple? Oh, is it? They opened the one on, on Lothal again, right? Is that in this? Is no, that was just at the beginning. That was in the first half showing stuff. Oh, that, that was in the first yeah. half. That's right. That's not But now they've gone through stuff. all that teleportation and stuff, Eric. So, I mean, have they found... I, I mean, I guess they can go back to the temple anytime they want, right? Here, here's the one thing that I'm... You can't ever take anything that they show us in these trailers, like, literally. I mean, just think back to The Last Jedi, how they, they played us with the trailers, thinking that... You know, that the Ray and Kylo stuff with him, like, reaching his hand out and stuff. So I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, all right, all this looks really cool, and I'm really intrigued by all of it. But 
I'm not going to read too much into this because who knows how they're cutting this together. And, you know, the the stuff with Caleb with that really cool shot with the wolves appearing behind him. Mm-hmm. With Ezra, you mean? You know, Ezra. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Ezra and the wolves. And, like, you're hearing that with Sidious's voice. And he's like, this is a test. So you think he's going to go up against Sidious. But he might not really be going up against Sidious. That just might be something that's happening in the temple. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. Something like that. You know, and the uh, I want to know who the hooded figure is. I don't think that's Sidious. that's Sidious. No, that's a, that's not Sidious. the one standing so. there. I think it's a Jedi. That's a, it's a hologram. That's that's Obi-Wan. <gasps> no, no, it's not. What if it's Qui-Gon? It's a, no, it's, guys. no, it's a hologram. It's Obi-Wan. Look at the way he stands. But it could be. What if it's Qui-Gon? Or you think it's you think it's a Force ghost? Could be. Man, I just thought it was a hologram. Let me let me take a look at that shot again. I, yeah, I gotta get back there. to that shot and see. Yeah, you know, in something else, I was just kind of slow mowing. Because oh you hear it end with the Sidious stuff that it's Sidious, but I don't think it is. I think it's a Jedi. Oh, I think I, I think, think you're it, right, but um, I'm not sure which Jedi. You know what would be really? What if it's Kanan? <gasps> oh my Force god! Force ghost of Kanan, and he's no because no. No, Yoda arc. What if he's Kanan, dead and he comes back? Kanan can't do that. Last test. Oh, jeez. I'm saying it's Sidious, guys. Oh, jeez. I don't think it is. It's, ooh, he's got, it's either Obi-Wan, and that's his beard, or it's Sidious. Look at the chin. It's a hologram. It's not colorful. It's a hologram. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, see, that's, that's what that, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, it could be like any one of these scenarios. Sure. And that's the fun of all of this is, you know, we get a couple weeks to, like, be just geeking out over all of this. Well, let's do that on, on this show. <laughs> we are doing that. <laughs> but you know what's also cool is you do see the return of Gregor and stuff like that. I'm excited for that. And Santa Rex in his trooper uniform, mm-hmm, the uh, mm-hmm. green camo stuff. Yeah, the stuff that set the world on fire. You know what? I just saw something, too. I just saw Hondo. I just saw something, too. So when we first see Hera in this trailer, she has a date. Yeah, 2-18-2010. 2-18-2010. I don't know the Could that be the date that they started working on Rebels? No. Oh, on Rebels. Ooh. That's really early. You think? Yeah, because they didn't even. Well, yeah, I think that would Disney, be way early. Yeah, yeah. That Disney date has to have some significance, though, of some sort. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find it, but I didn't look really deep either. Oh, we get to see Kanan cut his hair off. Right. Yeah, right. he's got a knife in the trailer. He's got a knife taking it to that ponytail. So we'll at least get that Rambo-esque shot. So I'm looking here in. You guys uh, are all just. Keep watching the trailer over and over, aren't you? I have it on that like super slow speed. Hmm. Oh, need, that's a I good need. idea. How do you do that? You go over to that little gear thing. So you go to the gear and speed. you go to speed and you can slow it down. So I have it slowed down to the slowest, which is 0.25. Oh. And then I, I fast forwarded it to where all the new stuff starts. And then I just have it playing going real slow. I just absolutely learned something new. Look at Ezra jump over that crevasse. Crevice. Chris. What are you British all of a sudden? Well, I didn't want to say. No, he's crevice. <laughs> what are you British all of a sudden? <laughs> Go fly, Steve, Kite. 
I have an issue with the way you pronounce crevasse. There's a big there's a big controversy over my pronunciation of crevasse. <laughs> oh, hey, and Thrawn is back. We got to get well, we Thrawn, Thrawn taken care of, right? No, I don't want Thrawn taken care of. Oh, okay, I, I want Thrawn to look. show up in episode nine. Yeah, that's true. That'd be cool. I did just see a better view of Kanan's new hair. I mm-hmm. like it. Now. Erish, don't you dare get my hopes up for Thrawn in Episode Nine. Oh come on! I'm just like fanboy joking around. I know, but I'm just saying. Like now, you've made me start dreaming about something I'd love to see happen in real life. <laughs> but for me, that's the thing. Like, there's so much. Thrawn is such a great character. Like, he doesn't need to be taken care of. I want to see more of him after Rebels. Y'all have changed so my what, life. Whatever they're gonna do, I want the new animated series to be Thrawn. Yeah, where the heck is Ezra? He's wearing stormtrooper armor when he sees the Convery, who's green. Right. But he and looks like he's standing in air on a. Looks like he's on. It looks like he's on the grid. Yeah. He is yeah. on the grid. Well, okay. Remember what Mortis looked like? It looked like the grid too. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. I don't remember Mortis. Inside the inside the cow. Cal- I need to watch that. I need to watch that Mortis trilogy. You got to watch that thing at least once a month. But now, also, what's happening here is, and and this is y'all. Y'all changed my life with this slowing down YouTube video stuff. Yeah, same here. I didn't know you could do this. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, and I see the two eighteen twenty. Ooh, Hondo's there. Yes. So the emperor is. Where Ezra is, where he sees that. What's the bird called, Teresa? The Convery. The Convery. And now there's a blue flame that the Emperor is coming up out of, and he shoots it toward Ezra, who tries to stop it back. Young Ezra Bridger. That's a pretty good Emperor, right? That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to watch and talk at the same time. I'm having problems. Ezra Bridger, you are now mine. Um, at last. At last. <coughs> so, um, so yeah, I don't. That hologram may be the emperor, but I don't know. Can Can you zoom in when you see the hologram? No, y'all have done taught me way too much. I don't know if I can handle more. I can go full screen here, I guess, or try no, I, to. I zoom. Oh well, yeah. There's Mortis, by the way, in case you missed yeah, I that. saw that one. Uh. He's got a chin. It, it looks. I thought it might be Obi Wan, but the way it looks like more like a chin than a beard. Maybe it's a nose. If it's a nose, it's definitely Qui Gon. You can see the nose too. Yeah. I don't. But where's it being projected from? I think it's the Emperor. But I mean, Eric, you make a great point. They like to get us with these things. It's the, the misdirection. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks like the wolf like bites someone's head off. Uh, it is. So the Convery, that same color Convery, is the Convery that we see in the Mortis arc. Oh, She's so the like daughter. the daughter. I I believe that that is the connection that's to be drawn. Can you can y'all get to? I think it's at two o five. I'm right there. I'm at 204, 205. I have it paused, actually. I think that giant wolf is from the Rocks Rampage movie coming up. That thing is humongous. Oh, Rampage. Yeah, you see um, you see the star chart there for Mortis? Yes. Doesn't that look like the Lothal temple behind the father? Yeah, it does. So, so Lothal is key here. Now, 
in each of their hands. There's a circle of, around each of their oh. hands, but they have a star in that little circle there, I think. I think this is a map more than anything, but the daughter has the Convery right there on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka, yep. you know, has the life force of daughter. Now, y'all 205 on mine was Mortis. like a blank screen. Oh, Mine's 204 now. 204. Okay. You know, this didn't even register me when I saw the trailer the first couple times that this was Mortis. Dude, I look for Mortis and everything. <laughs> I'm hooked. But it, it looks a lot like a star chart, doesn't it? Aren't those the lines with the circles everywhere and some little little mm-hmm. glyphs pointing to certain things? It's the map to find Luke Skywalker. I'm, I'm, mm. Seriously, I'm wondering if there's some some similarities to it. That was All the right. first thing that look, hit me. Look down in front of where the daughter is looking up at it. Yeah, it's Ezra yeah, it's in Ezra. the Biker Scout yeah. uniform. Right. So I don't know where he is there that he's This is about that. to open up to wherever he See, goes. This is, this is why I'm thinking like a lot of this is all in a Jedi temple. Right. That's what I'm... I'm now with you. This is about to open up into the world between worlds for Ezra to walk into. Yeah, yeah. well, you can see oh, the other oh, yeah. little Lothal humps this, on either side. You're right. And this Zil- is... Zillow beast eggs. Teresa. Zillow beast eggs. I remember that. Um, this is how those wolves travel. Because remember, they, they just disappear somewhere else? Mm-hmm. World between yeah. worlds. Uh-huh. This is how they travel. It's like the map for their passageways. Yes, yeah. And the reason he's dressed up in the biker scout outfit is because they know where the temple is. The Empire's watching the, that Jedi temple. That's how he can travel around on Lothal. So he gets there. That's how he gets there. That's a good this point. is how so it basically works. you've gotten your hands on the scripts for these episodes. <laughs> what you're us. No, I, I think I think either now here's the thing: either we really understand where they're going with this show, or we are so clueless we're going to be stunned. <laughs> I don't think we're there's so, any in between. We're so wrong. Like we get the episodes and we go, oh, you guys had no idea. That. You guys had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Oh, and it all like crazy lights up too. If yes, like isn't that awesome? Wait, what? Yeah, if you watch it, like it, I had it paused at two o four, and then I hit play again, and then it all like slowly lights radiates up you... out from the father's head. Yes. Oh, hang on, I'm getting back there. Sweet. Anything that glows is just Tron awesome. Oh. <laughs> I'm watching like every trailer in the super slow mo for now. Right, this is brilliant. Right, I gotta go back and I'm watch. I'm seeing those. so much more this way. <laughs> yes. You think I ain't gonna go watch the Infinity Wars trailer like this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm smacking on a donut. I apologize, everybody. That's okay. I've been doing that all day. Man, I'm so fat. Um, I have not eaten anything else other than sweet stuff today. Yeah. I, I know what you've been eating, Teresa. Mexican sweetbread. That's I've what had, you've been yeah. eating. I've had, I've, I've, had, had I've had sweet stuff and fried stuff is all I've had today. All right. I definitely think it's a hologram because there's like a, a wave pattern that right. goes down through right. it. Right. I was looking for that. Oh, can you see it move? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check it out now. Yeah, there's okay, like wait. a wave that goes, that starts at the head and goes down through the body. But so here- it looks like. It looks like something projected mm-hmm. as opposed to like an apparition that's like appeared. Mm-hmm. But now the first time we see the Emperor when he's like, Ezra Bridger at last. Um, he's actually there where Ezra is in the world between worlds. And here's what I think is going on. Yeah, that blue fire. Yeah, obviously the Emperor 
is keeping an eye out on these temples now that he knows they're there. Yes, well, the ones where he knows they but, are. That's but you're still assuming that the emperor is really there. You no, I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think he's really there when he's that blue fire. To me, is a clue because if you remember, there was the whole there was a whole situation with fire and someone seeing and communicating through fire in the Clone Wars one time with like the Night Sisters or whatever. Right, and there was you know the episode in earlier season where Kanan was fighting the Jedi guard in the temple. You know they're they're able to do stuff in these temples that right corporally feels real but isn't really mm. there kind of thing so you're saying this Luke Skywalker I think, that, okay. I think that that's what's happening because really like how is Ezra and the, and the Emperor gonna okay really so you're saying you're other? saying force vision kind of thing going on there not force vision, but it's something that's happening in the temple that, right. like, it's being produced by the energy that Ezra brings in with him. Yeah, okay, they're force timing. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Eric. <laughs> nothing, nothing. You're, you're saying. You're saying. <laughs> force timing. Force. Hey, look, I need to be clear here. This is just me fanboy. Right, this. I understand, but you're you're speculating this. That the Emperor doesn't consciously know that Ezra is seeing some image of him. Is that what you're telling me? That's your that's your thought process. I don't know. It maybe the Emperor is doing like what Luke did at the end of The Last Jedi. Yeah. He's doppelgangering like, it. Yeah, I don't think that the Emperor is really there. No, in front I don't of I don't either. I don't I, I, I agree with you. But I'm just I'm saying now are are because you now you've made me think that this is just a vision that Ezra's having like almost a Dagobah cave moment. And, no, I think they're actually well, having and, a for real conversation. And the other thing is is when we see Ezra and the Emperor, Ezra's in the biker scout armor. Right. right. But then when we see Ezra at the end here in front of that hologram. Right. It's something he's in his normal orange jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. Two different so episodes. This, I mean this could just be two separate episodes. Right. Yeah. Right, but if the emperor is now aware of Ezra Bridger, he's that's been aware of him. That's and that's what I'm and that's what I'm trying to get at, Eris. Because if this is just a force vision, then maybe he's not aware. But this could also play into what I was saying at the beginning about the Ezra Bridger at last. Like maybe this hologram, hologram, hologram. I can't even say. <laughs> Come on, it. back it's up and run into it again, Eris. This is my <laughs> this is my wolves. All right, mm -hmm. this hollow thing happens. <laughs> first yeah and then a few mm. episodes later then the ezra face to face with the emperor thing happens yeah that's okay. a great call that's a great call i think yeah. that's and what that it is plays into that last mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i do have to say something about the scene at the end we're here at like i don't know let me back up a little bit since it's going so slow at like 208 when we're seeing the hologram thing and everything and they zoom in on Ezra's face, and he mm -hmm. opens his eyes, and he's got like the furrowed brow and everything. I expected his eyes I, to be yellow. I have never really been attracted to Ezra, but in this oh, moment Lord. where he looks so serious, I'm like, okay. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> You're driving me crazy. It's because he looks I so much like just because there's a wolf behind him. Mm -hmm. that, I, those maybe, eyes maybe like coming up him. behind him is so funny. It's the cool, smug though. smirk. That's what it's it is. It's him and his animal powers that get me, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. Well, but he... those... Which one of those is the giant humongo wolf? Is it the one right behind him? Because they all look giant. I, 
I don't know. The giant humongo wolf. But I think this solves the is Ezra Snoke thing because he's not. He becomes Manimal. That's yes! that's who he is. Manimal. So wait a second. He's every eighties. There's one. There's one TV for the show. old dudes in the audience. He's Manimal and he's Auto Man. <laughs> Cursor. Cursor. Yes. And that's what he had. Yes. Cursor. What Auto Man had Cursor. Mm-hmm. Um. And now that I'm watching this in slow mo, I do think that that Hollow is the Emperor. Yeah, it is. I think you're right, and I think that that precedes the, the, the other stuff we hangs see. Over the hood, right? That's the. I, I'm almost positive that's the Emperor now. What and that is kind the... of disappoints me because I was excited that it might be Obi Wan or Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is the one last oh, lesson? How do I think? Die? I think. I think Rampage Wolf is like a manifestation inside the this mortis temple area thing i don't think mm-hmm. that that's really the size of the wolf because that thing is ginormous what uh, where are you talking about rampage wolf uh, the when one we see the giant one right the before time. the mortis yeah, thing they're on, they're on the they're all sitting around on a rock and ezra's looking up at the wolf the wolf is huge oh yeah he's big as bindu huh what time stamp is that trying to find about it 202 203 isn't it right before mortis or is it right after? It's uh, 155. Yeah, like 155. 156. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a big... That's like the alpha wolf. Yeah. I mean, look at how huge that wolf is compared Good to the other three. God. Around. Oh, yeah, the and other three are... eyes, which are different from the eyes of the ones he was talking to before. Oh, They're like a blue-purple eye. Maybe it's the Bendu comeback. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, I, I just said the, he's I, as big as the Bindu. I am the Bindu. I just said he's big as Bindu, and never and no one gave me anything. No one gave me anything for force timing. He's Bendolf. <laughs> and like, look at his I legs. I didn't get it, Teresa. I'm sorry. The legs are there's like no hair on the legs. He's it got chicken looks legs. Like a bird's talons, yeah. Chicken legs. Look at them chicken legs. Well, they're like also loth wolves. Griffin kind of thing. Yeah, they're also loth wolves. So, yeah. the loth. Oh, and he tries to bite someone. He is fixing to bite someone. The loth wolf is different than other wolves. I am just referring to him as rampage or her as rampage wolf. Why is that now? I don't understand that. Have you not seen the rampage trailer? Like I... all the animals mutate to ginormous things. The video game. Yeah. There's a movie coming out. Right. With yeah, the rock. Right. With a big monster wolf in it. Okay, so you're calling him rampage wolf because he's big. Yeah. And a rampage wolf attacks a helicopter or something like that. Yes, of course. Because that's what you do in the game. All right, I am digging Kanan's shorter hair as I, as I slow-mo this and see the action sequences. I like it much better. Yeah. It looks like yeah. he's even got gray on the sides, but that can't be right, right? Oh, yeah, it's just shadow. I think it is. Or scars from him shaving too closely. Possibly. He is blind. I think he's going a little gray, guys. He's getting old. It's fine. I like the stormtroopers just turning and looking at each other after Harris like you're in so much trouble. <laughs> They're like, huh? What well, mean? y'all know who y'all know who's back, and he's going to be bombarding the city. Oh.
so basically, I want to go ahead and give a preview to Stuffy. When this episode, when the episode where they're bombarding the city drops and everyone is indeed running for their lives, you know what I expect. <laughs> okay, guys, go to one twenty three and 123. pause it. One twenty three. One two three. Okay. Sabine has that same daughter style convery on her shoulder piece. Uh huh. And oh, also, yeah. Mark Matten is there. Oh, oh, that is Mart Matten, isn't it? She she's had that on there for for a couple of seasons. I know, but think about it. She has the daughter's convery, and then mm-hmm. we see the convery, and then we see the daughter, or however. Right. It's all been leading back to this. So someone in the chat earlier this morning said something about Rebels is really pulling all the Star Wars together. Everything. I forgot exactly who it was or what they said, but that was the gist of it. That's where you need to go looking for solidification of things, and and it is. Well, that's where I said... Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Well, that's where I said, you know, with with The Last Jedi, I think that for a lot of the ways the Force was used and discussed, that if you've watched Rebels and Clone Wars, then you're prepared for those discussions of the Force in The Last Jedi. But if you haven't, then some of that stuff may catch you a little bit off guard or by surprise. Ooh, I couldn't imagine seeing that without all the Clone Wars. right. But, you know, interestingly enough that, and I was just going to say this before Shaz made his point, the one thing this trailer doesn't really have is any strong connections to Rogue One. True. None. Zero. You know, and I think that a lot of us assume that, like, these final episodes, there was going to be something that, like, further connected it to Rogue One, and it's very possible there may be, but... You know that trailer we got for the the first part of of this season, you know, back in the summer or whatever, had a lot of Rogue One connections mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, aside from the Death Troopers behind Thrawn, I don't really see anything. I think. Uh... You know, it looks like we're seeing stuff on Coruscant, possibly. Although I think this is all Lethal. I think it's all Lethal. I think, I think Lethal. the whole idea is we've come yeah. back to liberate Lethal. Well, see, I don't think... I think th- it's just a bigger city on Lethal that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that there's any need to, to link things to Rogue One at this point, is there? Well, but we all like the connection of, you know, the the seeing the ghost in Rogue One. Right, yeah, right. Hearing uh, General Syndulla called over the loudspeaker, so... You know, I think the I, the thought might be that somehow Rebels would kind of veer more closely into what we were seeing in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. You know, but it looks like here that they're going back to the beginning of back to Lethal, back to the way the series started, and that's how they're going to close it out. Which I think is cool. Y'all, there's yeah. just a cool shot at, at, at one thirty nine and one forty. Uh, it looks like people are riding. They're riding the, the lost ghost wolves, and the wolves, and then the ghost comes up alongside as the wolves are running alongside it. it looks, it's awesome. a pretty cool shot. You go. It, it is the ghost is a flying great low. Shot. It's at one forty one. So, I just noticed this at one thirty five when you see the congaree like flying above Ezra. Uh-huh. You see a little flicker of Ahsoka behind it. What? what? No. I'm joking. You're mad. Harris, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. 
Nope. All too easy. All too easy. Oh, so my one gosh. One thing I am trying to see, someone said earlier they were able to catch a glimpse on Hera's clothes of possibly a general uh, insignia or whatever. I'm trying to see if it's actually there. I don't even know what that would look like, to be honest with you. I those people that are in the you know Purina? Rebel Legion and all that stuff they is can that spot the, that. Is that the Purina symbol? What? From the Empire Strikes Back. From Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the, general... the, the red and white checkered square. Oh, oh I don't know. Looks like the old Purina it looks logo. Like Purina dog chow. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. All my life, that's what I thought. Same here. By the way, yeah. Um, well, uh, guys, anything else on on this trailer? I look. It, it fired me up for the second half of this, this final season. Well, it, did Price join the Rebels? That looks like her in that one group she shot. She is in there at 141, 142, depending on where you stop it. Is that her? But I, I thought think it was she's that... got binders on. 141, 142? I think they've Wait, captured her. No, Price? Price would not join the yeah, Rebels. Yeah, no, I think she's I captured. I think she's got binders on. She's, uh, she's got binders on. Right in front of Ryder. Yeah, because... Uh, um, What's his name? Is holding a gun to her back. Yes, look at yeah. He does have a gun to her back there. Is it? Is it Ryder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his name's Ryder. Hondo's yeah, right there. Around. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely got binders on. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, this fired me up. Uh, and who's that right in front of her? Is Ketsu. that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks like it looks like it's Ryder Price Ketsu. Rex, Hondo, Sabine, Zeb, Hera, Hot Callus. Hot Callus, and then either Gregor or whoever the other guy is. I forget his name. Wolf. 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 Yeah. Gregor or Wolf. What is Jesus? All the wolves <laughs> this show. Well, this, this has got me crazy fired up, even more so now that I've watched it in slow motion. Right. And everything that I missed. Yep. Um, but it's also bittersweet because there's only what six episodes left mm -hmm. yeah and that means only th three weeks left of rebel yelling with you guys yeah i'm really interested in what they're going to do next animated wise if they're going to do anything they're going to do more i mean i think they will but i'm just interested in what it'll be and luke and leia post jedi don't you threaten me with a good time Shaz. that's a good time mm. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see some further adventures. I thought that's what this would be, though, so I was yeah. way wrong on that. Well, this has been good, I tell you, and I and I said from I, I'll go back to four years ago when we were getting ready for the Rebels to debut that summer, and I said I just am not that excited about. It. I can't see where it's going to be any good because all the characters on the surface seem very derivative of the characters we already knew and loved, and and then you you turn around and here we are. Um, I'm going to be so sad to see this show go. It's my favorite Star Wars right now. Me, I 100% agree. Really? 100% agree. Uh, oh, not, right I'm now. Right, right now. now. Yes. Like all the, the Star Wars stuff that's coming out now. I agree with you. Right now, I'm with you. Well, I think it tells the best story. Let's yeah. um. And I love all these characters. Yeah, me too. I've I've learned to love every single one of them, um, even the ones that took me a little bit to get. Well. Uh, guys, Shaz and I have talked on a previous Geek Out Loud a little bit about The Last Jedi, and I, and I went ahead and got my criticisms and stuff out of the way, but Eris, you're right, we haven't really had a chance to no, talk I about it. we traded some texts <clears throat> yeah. early on, and that was about it. Yeah, and, and Teresa, I've talked a little bit with it about you, 
just after I saw it and just before I saw it. You um, talked a little bit with The Last Jedi about, about me. That's Teresa. Cool. That's good. You talked with it about her. That was great. It's getting late. He's, he's been doing this since 10 a.m. Yeah, I did sit there with the movie and be like, let me tell you about my friend Teresa. We do a podcast together, one about Disney, one about Star Wars Rebels. She, she likes sweet Mexican bread. She likes sweet Mexican bread. Sweet Mexican and bread. What a great... Mexican sweet bread. Hanging out in Steve's belly button. What a great... <laughs> What a great exclamation. Uh, Sweet Mexican bread. (laughs) Come come on, that belly button comment could not go by without me saying something. Oh, I love it. Is that where you came in? in, You, like, turned it on, and that's the first thing you heard? Yeah, and I'm just like, what did I just walk into? That was me earlier. I turned it on, and they were talking about poop knives. (laughs) Oh, poop knives. That's like a a long discussion in the office with us. So... What? What? <laughs> no, this has never been heard anywhere before. It, you guys in the Delray office are talking about poop knives? Yeah, because uh, we had an editor back when who was really into like these uh, anthropology things and like stories and stuff. And there is a, a story about this older Eskimo gentleman who he was being moved off his land, and so. One frozen night, he he made a poop knife and uh, killed his dog with it and made a sled out of the dog's carcass or something like that. He, so, oh, he fashioned a knife out of the poop is what you're saying. Yes, because it's cold enough that you can form it and then it will freeze up. Oh, that's something entirely different. Oh, yeah, this is some, yeah that's something entirely different than what we were talking about. We were talking, I don't want to know what you guys are no, talking about. No, probably not. It was a story. Look, there was a story. I was just reading the headline that was sent to me. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, well, we're fourteen eighty-five right now of a five thousand dollar goal. I want to talk a little bit of Last Jedi with you guys, um, Arish. You're, you're finally able to kind of speak about it and talk to us about it. Um, yeah, after forever. Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about the final product? I loved it. Good. I I really loved it. Uh, you know, look, there were some things that I wasn't crazy about Space Leia, um, oh. but. I loved everything with Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I bought, I, and I know that, I know online and stuff, there were a lot of people that were unhappy with, with Luke. I just thought it was perfect. I thought it made perfect sense to me. Um, the the scene, we're spoiled, we can go spoilers, right? Yeah, At yeah, yeah. Point, yeah. The scene with Yoda, oh, just mm. that was pure magic. Yep, yep. Um, he looked kind of weird in a couple of shots there, but once they kind of got him locked in from the right camera angle, he looked really good. Lighting. I think that's all yeah. that was. Oh, it was just, it was perfect. Just the, the way he was like, oh, Skywalker, I've missed you. And then it's Oh, he's down. got his lucky charms. <laughs> oh, Skywalker, <laughs> yeah, you, you right. found me lucky charms. They're always, uh, Skywalker, you're always trying to get me lucky charms. Watch out, the wolf might eat him. <laughs> going full circle at this time of day. Oh! <laughs> I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old to go all day. I'm getting too old to go all day, guys. No, nothing, nothing on you, Irish. That was great. I loved it. But then uh, laying down the wisdom about you didn't teach them about failure. Yeah. Oh, yes. it's just so perfect. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I loved Smack Talk Luke at the end too just poking the bear left and right 
down to like every little thing using Anakin's lightsaber to like irk him on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just oh so perfect. Well, and and I mean even when he's like, and I'll always be with you like your father, you know, like he's he's saying you're carrying yeah. the memory of Han Solo around whether you like it or not. And I'm gonna and you'll be doing that with me too if you were to strike me down. So. Uh, yeah, I am. I totally dug what Luke. We talked about that today already. I, the whole the whole thing with Luke and I and I had to come to I had to reconcile it with myself because there's a part of me that wanted Luke to physically actually make the journey to crate and be there, but at the same time, he is he's displaying an immense amount of power doing what he's doing in that moment. Yeah, but they they really they tried to sucker us in by letting us see the X wing. Yes. And you know yes. he's not with them on the Falcon. Right, right. So when he shows up, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. Until you see dark beard and short hair. Well, I, even then, even then, I didn't, I didn't realize it until I saw Anakin's lightsaber hanging from his belt. I didn't catch it until the next time I saw it, so <laughs> there you go. That's how I am with context clues. But they also showed him not moving the salt as he walked across right. the yeah. salt there on the yeah, planet. Yeah, but yeah. see... I didn't see that again until the second time. The, I was like, let me look. Well, I didn't like, see that until oh, the second dang. time either. The only giveaway for me the first time was Anakin's lightsaber. That, yeah, that's that's that was that made it a certainty. This isn't exactly right. what it appears right. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Ugh, I love that. Teresa, I love all of it. And then what I love even more is that Ryan Johnson <coughs> has gone on Twitter, pulled the doppelganger information from the page in the yeah, Jedi, Jedi path, and path. posted it. And I was like, yeah. And there oh. was this one guy. There was this one guy on Twitter who said, "Where did that book even come from?" Blah blah blah. That can't be true. And I, Dan <laughs> I Wallace. tweeted back. I tweeted back. Actually, that book's been out for a while. It's by Dan Wallace. It's called The Jedi Path. Go get it. It's at Barnes and Noble. That's a so so. The whole doppelganger thing was something that was in in the Jedi Path, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Look, I didn't that realize book, that. I've never read. I gotta that go back home. That book has been out so long that when when Pablo and I worked on the Essential Readers Companion, the mm-hmm. cover of the book has Yoda in his hut, like surrounded by all the novels and stuff. As an Easter egg, I put the Jedi Path book in there. Oh, wow. Oh, that's even, cool. Even, even, even though it's not discussed in Pablo's book, I'm just like, we got to put this book, because it's got notes from Yoda and stuff right, in it. Right. So that's my little Easter egg on the cover. Oh, that's really that cool. The Jedi Path book is in amongst those books in Yoda's hut. That's I love really that you did cool. that. The Jedi, the Jedi Path still to this day remains my favorite Star Wars book. Oh, and like, there's the Sith one. The Book of great. Sith. The, the Bounty, Bounty Hunter's Hunter Code is great. I don't have the The Bounty Imperial Hunter. Handbook is awesome. I got. I got the Rebel Files for Christmas with the vault and everything with the, There's five the of them? Death Star plans. Oh my God, I love it so much. It's so good. I haven't well, read any of them. You can buy just the book or on Amazon you can get, it's just, they all come in a crazy electronic contraption. That you got to get the contraption. And like it opens up automatically. Yeah, I remember the Jedi Path one and the Sith one. I didn't know there were these other things. Though. I knew there was the Bounty Hunter one, but I didn't know about the other two. Mm-mm. Yeah, so well, so, so there's far five. Behind. There's yeah, five. There's the so, Imperial one, and they just came out with the Rebel one. And so right now, if you want Rebel Files, you can't get the just book by itself yet. I think that's this summer. Yeah, it comes It'll be out available. about ten months after the book. The the big electronic package goes on sale that's cool wow and i'm pretty sure chronicle books publishes all five just mm-hmm. the books as their own 
Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the you can get the Jedi Path, the Bounty Hunter Code pretty easily. They're not that expensive, but I was looking for them, the ones I'm missing. Book of Sith is like two or $300 on eBay, and the Imperial Handbook is off the charts. It's ridiculous. Really? But honestly... The Book of Sith and the Jedi Path were really good ones to have in the vault. The other ones are all kind of just okay. Uh, the Rebel Files one's okay. I mean, you don't have to get it that way. I just really wanted it. But so. the cool thing about them is is that they're kind of like... Textbook makes them sound dull, but they are sort of like this textbook that's given to a student. And so mm-hmm. like the Jedi Path one has been handed down from one student to another and it's got like notes scribbled in the margins and stuff from different like there's notes from yoda and stuff like that scribbled throughout them ahsoka things like that so this book that you're reading the intention is this is that these other star wars characters that you know these other jedi the book has passed through their hands already it's uh, part of their are. training. It's, it's, it's a really, really cool right. and yeah. like awesome illustrations and stuff in it. And they have like little pullouts and bells and whistles and mm-hmm. stuff. They're yeah, fun books. The, so, the Jedi Path, which is one of the only ones, Jedi Path and the Book of Sith have all these extras. Actually, they all do, but it got more expensive to make them. So the Jedi Path is really cool if you can get the Vault Edition because there's like a braid, a yeah. Padawan braid. There's like a, uh, a coin. There's a bunch of other stuff, too. The Sith one has a, a red kyber crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're all in a holder inside the uh, holocron yeah. thing. Yeah. And the bounty hunter one yeah. comes with, like, a little booklet written by Bosk's father, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. That's, like, you know, all like all the rules to the bounty hunter guild or something like that. And it comes with a Bounty Hunter Guild membership card that, like, you actually have to use to open up the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they're all really yeah. cool. Also, uh, since we're talking about it, I'm going to take a moment. Uh, there was – we actually just got to interview Dan Wallace on Bookworms, finally, about all of these when Rebel Files was coming, like, right after it came out. Yeah. And so we have a really awesome interview with him about uh, – about the process and we talk a lot about the jedi path and things like that and so you can it doesn't have an episode number you can just go into the star wars bookworms it was a couple of months ago we did it in november uh it might have come out right at the beginning of december it's our dan wallace interview it's fantastic so fun very cool. dan's a great guy well any so ryan johnson tweeted the page about doppelgangering mm-hmm. and oh. To, to just kind of shut up the Doppel haters. Doppelgangrene? Doppelgangrene. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what happens when... You so, have to cut off your, your duplicate. It's what happens when your clone's fingers fall off. Yeah. When, you, when, when your clone your gets... has been dead for too long. <laughs> that's he gets right. doppelgangrene. That's right. When he gets bad frostbite. Um, <clears throat> well, that's cool. So, Teresa, you and I talked not long. You got to go to the... Um, you, you got to go to... The world premiere out right. in LA, and and we've talked a little bit about that experience and everything. But um, you you spoke to Ryan Johnson. I want you to tell our <laughs> listeners what you had to say to Ryan Johnson right after you saw the movie. Okay, 
So for everybody who's seen it, obviously, after your first viewing, you come out of it and you're sort of in the stunned mode of what did I just see? I'm trying to process everything. And you're sitting there saying to yourself, well, I liked it. I don't, what? <laughs> you know? And so we all saw it and we come out of it. We go directly into a party that is themed after Canto Bite. So you're essentially in a casino and there's music playing and all this stuff. You're supposed to be like really happy, but everybody's like, what? <laughs> and me and Trisha Barr and Kai Charles and James Burns and Brian Young were kind of all together it just going, okay, we want to talk about this, but we didn't know how to unpack it, like, um, or, you know, unpack it. Yeah. Plus, we're in the middle of this party, right, where we're supposed to be doing stuff or whatever. And we walk in, and we turn around, and Ryan Johnson is right there. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to say hi to him. That was one of my things. Like, I need to say hi to Ryan Johnson. So Trisha and I are waiting. Kiri Hart is behind us, so we're trying to talk to her, too. And... We get up to where we can jump in and say hi to Ryan, and I jump in and I say, Ryan, that's my name, I'm from here, and, you know, tell him podcast names and stuff, and he goes, oh, it's so great to meet you, and he goes, okay, so what'd you think? And I, and I just sort of looked at him, and I'm like, well, um, I liked it, I'm trying to process, wait, okay, hang on, I said, let me back up. I think you made a really good movie and thank you for female representation. I'm just still processing. <laughs> and he goes, I completely understand. And he pats me on the shoulder. And then the we condescending take a picture with pat, them and pat. <laughs> You'll and get was, it after four I, more viewings. Yeah, I wanted, I just felt like he was going, it's going to be okay. Yes. I promise. But it's just so funny because I didn't expect him to ask me that question. And then I didn't want to tell him. I, I didn't know. like it. I just didn't know how I felt like right then. Yeah. Because I was still trying to figure it out. And so after I saw it a second time, a couple of days later, when I went to my press screening, I was like, okay, now I can answer your question. Ryan, where are you? <laughs> Dear at Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I felt like a failure in life. And then I turn around and Dave Filoni's standing right there. And I don't know, something was wrong with me after that. Because I looked at Dave and I was like, hey, it's Dave Filoni. And I just like pointed at oh, him you, like he's my you bro. Tried, you, tried to, you tried to bro it up with Dave Filoni? Yeah. And well, here's the funny part. He looks back at me and he does the same thing. He like bros it back at me. It's Teresa Delgado. Oh, nice. Like, oh. So weird. Hey, but cool. it's Teresa Delgado. <laughs> So it was it was fun, but it was it was a real weird moment. Was Lawrence Kasdan there too? No. Just saying. Since you're doing what? all your nasally impressions. <laughs> Since I'm doing all my nasally impressions. I want to Luke to grab that. I wanted Luke to grab the helmet and say, no, I am Darth Vader. <laughs> He's not that bad. Lawrence Kasdan? No, that's, that's after a, that's, a few more, a few cigarettes. That's Lawrence Kasdan. Wow. <clears throat> Um, yeah, it was just it was it was really weird. And so then after that, we proceeded to figure out that you could actually collect something there. You could collect buttons. So we just decided to go around and collect the buttons and stop trying to talk to people. <laughs> stop trying. I'm to... all for trying to talk to people. I think you were doing a yeah. good job. Yeah, yeah, you were blowing it up. You, you were blowing it Jerry up with on one side and Floney on another, and yeah. Ryan Johnson over there. But let's go collect buttons. Well, we talked to Dave. 
it was me and Kai and Trisha. We talked to Dave for about it was about thirty or forty minutes. Good. So we were good. After so we we just sat and talked and about a lot of things and so now seeing this trailer some of the stuff that we discussed is starting to pull together for me. Mm-hmm. So um, he did say that there is an arc of four episodes that are going to be very weird. Just so y'all know that is something he said. Doesn't really explain anything, but I'm ready for weird. Mortis is what Mortis. Shaz is saying. Yeah. Well. Whatever weird is, I'm ready. So, um, I haven't really talked about this yet publicly or anything. The whole uh, Canto Bite situation with The Last Jedi. Shaz, where do you fall on Canto Bite? I enjoyed Canto Bite. I, I, I like seeing a, a different place. Um, some, some of the things that we had seen in uh, early, early photos... With like crashed vehicles and stuff out on the, in the in the streets and everything, right. I thought, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a big crash or something very important. No, it's the Fathers run through town really fast and everything goes into chaos. You talking about those human faced camel dogs? I like the human faced camel dog horses. Eric's okay. uh, Canto Bite. I I was kind of I felt like it drug on a little too long and. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed when the racing ended up being these camel-eared, uh, these 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 people-faced camel dogs. Before Arish speaks, I got to say you didn't read the books. Man. I didn't read the books because there were, there was an entire book that focused on yeah on these fathier races. I was just the minute I saw I was race, decorating I'm like, the Christmas tree and listening to this I, book. I, I enjoyed the book a lot more than yes, I enjoyed the sequence but of the movie. Having can I say something about the the journey to the Force Awakens versus the journey to the Last Jedi? Sure. Journey to the Force Awake. The Journey to the Last Jedi did much more in prepping you for the Last Jedi than the Journey to the Force Awakens did to getting you ready for the Force Awakens. I mean, that I forget what book it was. You would know what it is, Arish, where it's got all the Canto Bite things, uh, the little small vignette stories. Canto Bite. Is it called Canto yeah. Bite? Canto Bite. No, oh, okay. The four, well, the four novellas in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought just, that was great. It was good. Yeah. And and so that that made Canto Bite I think easier for me to to take because I don't know that anybody else liked that and I didn't think it was that long. Somebody said it was forty five minutes long. I didn't think it was that long. No, the Canto Bite stuff. Yeah, it was short. I thought no, no, they, I, no you were there for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I I think though that I, like I said I thought when I saw the race I'm like oh they're going to bring pot racing in this that's amazing and then oh. here come the human face camel dogs. <laughs> Cute. I don't think they're cute. How do you? Where do you they're follow? They're cute. No, they look really weird, y'all. I'm sorry. Fathiers. Star Wars. Yeah, but you know, you ever look at like a greyhound? It's kind of a weird looking dog. Yeah, those you know, things it's scare just, me. I, I I liked what they tried to represent with Canto Bite, and I liked, I liked especially the the lesson DJ teaches. Uh, Finn about you know it's not always as it appears right that was cool you know when he's flipping through all the weapons that are manufactured and oh there's an x-wing um but i just i i felt like in general it was we need to find something for finn to do yeah but you know what it doesn't make any sense you look at the visual guide and how do they get completely to the other side of the galaxy and back in the course of this movie. Like, once I got the visual guide and I'm looking at it, I'm like, mm-mm, 
that atlas makes no sense from there to there. Mm-mm. I don't get it. To get all the way to Katanika, it's on the other side. It's, like, up by Lothal. We're all the way down, like, by Dagobah and Endor. Like, what the heck, man? I have issues with that. Uh, you kind of suspend disbelief in some of these cases. But I, I love atlases belief. and maps. <laughs> Put I mean, that, on that, your yarmulke. We're you going to Cantonica. Um. <laughs> I don't know if Dan has the answer to that though, because he. So because That's this is the one. new Atlas, so he doesn't have. Well, control I'll tell of you that. what. If you guys have Jason Fry on to talk about the Last Jedi novelization, ask him about it. Okay. Because Jason and Dan are the two Atlas experts. Right. In- but they're not doing the new ones. But Teresa no, doesn't. But it, trust me, Jason <clears throat> still maps every single system. Teresa, doesn't it? Doesn't it also depend on your hyperspace? Database. Doesn't it depend on your hyperspace lanes as well? See, I don't know anything about the technicals of hyperspace lanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're traveling hyperspace to get there, whereas the fleet is not traveling that fast. Mm-hmm. Right, but how? How does their little potty ship have enough gas to get to Katonica in the first place? A what ship? A potty ship? <laughs> well, how how were they? Because let me ask. Let me... Flying a small like pod shaped <laughs> ship. Oh, pod. How? But also, also, Teresa. Here's another question. Since we're talking about fuel, where did the fuel come from that they fueled up those transports with while we were watching those transports get fueled up on the on the on the uh, Radis? I think they took it out of the Radis. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were able to get more people off that way. I understand, but still. Oh, and if, if DJ had not sold them out, then their yeah, they plan would have away. Worked. Yeah. See, DJ makes me angry. I, I think, think he's supposed to. to. Yeah. Well, I know that, but like, I could do without DJ unless he's going to be a nine in some significant no, I don't way want, or no. something. It, I don't I, know. I get the sense that. My guess is that he's just like the Captain Phasma of this movie or the Boba Fett of Empire. You know, he's just that character that comes in and goes out. He's you the know, anti-solo, anti anti-Lando. Yeah. He is, oh, here's he a scoundrel necessary. who, here's, well, it's the necessary to teach us. The, Hondo's still up for grabs. We, Although in this trailer now, we see he's with the rebels I think he's solidly. the anti-Hondo. And how about every scoundrel, every scoundrel whose name ends with O... Is a good guy. Is a good guy. Hmm. DJ? But, but he's, he's not... He's just in just, it for himself. He's like any other bounty hunter right. we've seen. They're just out for themselves. But we They'll never... Sp- for whoever's going to pay them the most. But, Eris, we never spent that much time... Yeah, that's the that's right. ...with a, with a bounty hunter like we did with DJ. So like, we need to learn the lesson of disappointment, and that's the thing with DJ. He's, he's saying, you just because... You get to spend time with a guy doesn't mean he's going to turn out to be good. Right. Let me tell you about Ben Solo and the tragedy of the end of Kylo Ren. He's okay, I die. have a question. Do you guys think that Kylo is going to be redeemed at all by the end Here of this we thing? Go. Hope oh. not. But if he I is, hope, he I should... hope not. But I'm just saying. I hope not. If he is, I hope it's at the end of his sister's saber. That's all I got to say. He doesn't. Oh my of God! He doesn't have a sister. Saber. Shaz is holding on to hope that <laughs> Ray is. They are not related. I am They're so 1980ing this right now. Why can't Ray just be who they said she was? Ray is Ray nobody. Okay, yeah, here's exactly. but here's the thing, and and I'm gonna the the the, the one thing I'm gonna push back on that is this. 
I'm okay with that being the explanation if that's the explanation of who she is, where she's from, all that great stuff. But I have but this this kind of falls into some of my issues with The Last Jedi because number one, I, and and it and it's me having to deal with Star Wars without George Lucas, I get that. But number one, the whole Star Wars saga is supposed to be about the family, the Skywalker yeah. family. Which is what Carrie Fisher said a year ago. And so that this movie was gonna be. And so if Ray if, if Ray is who Kylo says she is, and that's fine, that's who it is, that's great. But the very fact that like Pablo the whole time between seven and eight was like Snoke is Snoke, Snoke is Snoke. But they let people go on and on and on with these Ray theories, you know, it really made it out to be that I don't know. You, got, you guys you seriously you gotta get off Twitter. Well, no, I'm. I'm you gotta stop listening. That you gotta stop believing stuff you Arish. read on Twitter and everything. But Erish, I'm not believing anything I read on Twitter. I'm saying that this was conversations I had with people who aren't on Twitter. This is conversations I had with people who are just in the general public who are walking around and they find out I'm a Star Wars fan. Like, so now who is Ray? That's Han and Leia's daughter, right? Or that's Luke's daughter? That that was what the the average Joe was saying who wasn't on Twitter. And the fact that there was never anything out there. So you know what? Let's just let Ray be Ray. The way that Snoke is Snoke, the the fact they put a mystery to it, and it's answered this way, it it almost is like you they didn't deliver on a bill of goods. They didn't put the mystery to this. The fans put the okay, mystery. Okay, but on here's this. but here's my point. Somebody promised to come back to get her. Snoke is Snoke. That was what we kept being told, and even though we persisted, and of course we made the joke on Rebel Yell, we we turned the Snoke theories into a joke. You know, there were all these people who wanted Snoke to be some great mysterious you know this this big reveal as to who he actually was all this blah 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 stuff but it was always put right out there no snoke is just snoke so when you find out that oh yeah snoke is snoke there's no there's no disappointment there because that's exactly what we were sold i do feel like that there was a mystery put forth in the force awakens and it was perpetrated throughout in in, in the in the two years ensuing between the force awakens and the last jedi that lucasfilm could have squashed and could have said you know what guys no it's not but every little thing that came out when it came to Ray and people talking about her parentage and everything, no one ever tried to put a stop to that to say, tamper down those expectations, gang. And, and I just feel like we were kind of sold a bill of goods that we didn't. But why would you want to do that? You want people to go see the movie. You want people talking about the movie. You want people doing all of that. That's true. Yeah, I'm not they, opposed they to them. That. I'm not opposed to them, you know, not tampering the expectations, but they built them up in the first one. I agree. Well, with, okay. with her doing the countdown of days with Ray's force vision. No, 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 no. They built it up. No, no. Before that, that she was left there. Somebody is coming back to get her. That has been told to her somewhere along the line. You see what I'm saying? And she's been counting down the days. This isn't two drunk parents sold her. No. Okay. Okay. No, hang it's, on. It's hang on. Kind of a girl who's just so. That's the only hope she has to cling to is somebody is coming back for her. Yeah. Okay. So hang on. So when JJ starts this, he starts this with the idea of getting everybody into these characters. Yeah. And so he, he sets up the possibility of who Ray could be. He doesn't say that she's related to anybody. He doesn't say that her parents are nobody. But I agree with Arish. This little girl has to have some hope in something and hope that her parents are going to come back for her. Plus, she may not really clearly remember exactly what happened because think about it. 
you're trying to remember stuff from when you were super little and she's probably been abused by the people that she's been that have been taking care of her it's not like she was taken into a foster family like luke was with his aunt and uncle you know she's living in an ad at by herself yeah so i mean she she has self-discovery to do that's what the force awakens sets up and then we get to the last jedi Kylo says her parents are nobody, but he could very well be manipulating her. Exactly. So we, there's that could that, all that could, just be garbage. It could that be. That could be garbage. Now, Ryan Johnson did say in an interview, I think it was with Empire, that he believes that Ray's parents are nobody. But at the same time, he says in that exact same interview, when people are not picking up on this, that other storytellers, like, it's still open for other storytellers to have their own Exactly, that's what I'm saying, so I'm 1980 this. JJ come in and change it all in episode. Right. And, and so, this is, but guys, and, and that's one of my issues I have with the way they're handling these movies. With, with, with everything that is, you know, all these people that are keeping all the canon straight and everything, I almost feel like Kathleen should have sat down, Kathleen Kennedy should have sat down with J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan from the get-go and said, all right, we need to get a Bible set out about who these characters are and what direction we're going in. Because that's one of the weaknesses I feel The Last Jedi has is that Ryan Johnson was able to take and just blow everything up that was done in The Force Awakens. But I'm but not sure that he did. Steve, I think that's the point, though. The point is, is they are keeping us on our toes where we don't know. Eventually, once we get nine, we're going to know all of this stuff or know everything that we need to know. And that's, that's what, what I love about Star Wars. They're going to tell us what we need to know. Not everything. It's like how Dave says stuff. Dave Filoni says, you don't need to know every detail. Sure. You just need to, there's certain things you need to know and other things are left up to your interpretation. So. Right. Yep. Kathleen Kennedy is giving the creators of these films the the what would that the freedom I guess to create as they do stuff, which I think is great. But I also think the reason that we're podcasting still is because of the fact that they're steering the story the way that it is. And if they were giving us everything clearly, there would be no point for us to be sitting here. I, I don't I don't and under, I don't disagree with that at all. And yeah. and 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 you're talking about. Me, who who my biggest issue with these movies mainly comes down to the technical aspects and and some editing and and some structuring of of the story itself. I'm just telling you that never in any Star Wars movie that I've ever watched, and and y'all, we are all students of Star Wars, and for the majority of our lives as students of Star Wars, the the master professor was one George Lucas, and. And it's coming into this film particularly. But that that's that's not true. Because George didn't do these Star Wars movies all on his own. No, but he, know, he didn't he didn't write Empire no, Strikes he did Back not write, Return of the Jedi. I, there were a lot of other people involved in shaping yeah, those of stories. Of course there were. Of course there were. But who was at the helm? Well, his story treatments are still being used. Read no. Art of the Last Jedi. His his outline for how these stories are going is what they're using, and they say so in that book. Yeah, I think you can feel George's influence all over. Oh, last the, no, 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 in no, the that, big yes, major things. Yes, and, yes, yes right. absolutely. I th- I love. I absolutely love this direction that they're taking. Like the the whole journals of the wills. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know, Luke finding these ancient places. All of this is the best. I mean, somebody asked me, what do you think about this this movie? I said, it's hard to say. I'm so torn. It's, it's the best or the worst Star Wars movie ever. 
Wow. You know, because there are things about it that this is what I've been wanting from Star Wars because it gets into the best of the Clone Wars and the best of Rebels with the way it deals with the Force. Mm-hmm. Fantastic yeah. themes. And this is so Lucasian Star Wars. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have, I don't think I have any problems with anything they did with the Force. Right, me either. Because you can do anything with the Force. We just don't know what all you can do. Right. You know, it's it's astounding. I just hope they don't make a lot of gobbledygook out of it. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, look, what I'm saying is, is, is I want you to understand something. Can you spell that backwards and pronounce it, please? No. Let me, let me, let me finish what I'm trying to say here because I, I don't, I know I'm coming across as hating on this thing and I don't mean to. No, you're to. not. No, um, you're not. You're really not. You're um, not. We're just, we're just devil's advocating. Trust me. We know when you're hating on Star Wars. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you basically you. don't say anything and you just go, I don't know, Star Wars. Thank you, Eric. Um, the, but here's, but the thing is that what I'm, what I'm coming out with this movie for myself is, is I do feel like the story, I, I, I really think this is what I said on Geek Out Loud earlier, is that if you take Lucas's original thing that he said, especially when he's doing the prequels of a song, repeating themes and motifs and stuff, that this does not, this movie did not feel like part of the song. To which Shaz says, well, it may be the bridge. And that could be the case. And I'm and I understand, Tracy, you said it best that we've got to wait till nine. And I'm not wanting all my questions answered. I'm not wanting all the mysteries solved. But what I am what I was saying about is behind the scenes that I feel like they should be driving toward something that and I and it just seems like they they don't quite know sometimes. And and there's almost a little I feel like they maybe there was a little too much freedom, but that's just me from the outside looking in. I could be completely wrong. I'm on but, board with sh- go ahead, Ersh. Let's go. I mean, if you go back to Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Han was put into carbonite because they didn't contractually have Han so have right. Harrison yes. Ford signed for the next movie. Right. Yeah. Huge major cliffhanger. Yes. For like three years as 10-year-olds, we're walking around going, what's going to happen to Han Solo? Is he going to die? Is he going to live? And on top of that, too, you find out that freaking Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. No, you didn't. He said so. We didn't find out till 83. So what you talk, that's I had a, that same debate that's a, as a kid, by the way. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> I had that same debate These are awesome cliffhangers. I, yes, you're right. You're right. So we yes, don't know so that. It, we're walking around. The difference was Twitter didn't exist. Then. Oh, Social yeah. media didn't exist. But then. see, I'm so not, I haven't been really We were having much these with conversations Twitter. with like the kids in our class or like the kids across the street or whatever. Whereas now we're having these conversations with people all over the world and with people who work at freaking Lucasfilm who are like responding to us online. That's, that's different. You no, know, it's a completely different environment now. Well, and with Twitter, it's I truncated. Mean, Versus just, what you I, did with your friends. Yeah, I want to clarify something. I, I did. I don't want to bash on fans and their their fan theories. And all. This this is the fun of this is the yes. fun of being a geek. Is who are Ray's parents? Like you know, are Ray and Kylo brother and sister? But where I worry is when the fan theories over become more important than what we're actually seeing on screen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. But and I think you. that especially with the last Jedi, there was a lot of backlash in the week or two following it. That was all people that didn't like Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and it didn't like this, didn't like that. This wasn't what they teased this with in the trailer. And it's like, you just, you need to sit back and appreciate what these filmmakers spent three years working on. 
Yeah. Well, is that is it because it didn't meet their their specific story expectations, or could they actually have a point? And that's that's the thing. A lot it's of these. A little, I think it's a little bit of right, and I think I think a lot of people are just wholeheartedly just anybody who has a problem with this. Well, you just thought that something was going to happen, and it didn't happen, so you're mad. That's not a, a blanket statement, and that's that's the problem with these truncated discussions, because you can't well, get to the heart of what somebody was trying to say, and that's well, that's know, the flaw of social media. I think. Sorry, go ahead. Well, there's Teresa. a lot of stuff wrong with social media. Yes, but... yes, <laughs> yes. There's yes. a lot of stuff wrong. But I really do think that we're in an age where we, especially with films and stuff and with social media, that people have gotten so used to our creators telling us things and snippets and pieces and everything before we even see the movie. Yeah. That we, as a people in geek fandom, have started to become these people that we think that we know everything about how everything should be because we are so used to everything being at our fingertips in our freaking phones. And you go back to a time before that when you just knew a movie was coming out, maybe you saw a trailer, maybe you didn't, depending on if you had cable or not. Yeah. And you go and see the movie and the movie just was what the movie was. Right. And that needs to happen because you know, get off your phones for a second <laughs> and just enjoy what you have in front of you. And, you know, use the books and use the stuff they're giving us that is canon to help fill in and fuel your fire for fandom. But just because what was shown in the film doesn't meet your personal expectations doesn't make it bad. All right, Teresa, I'm going to I'm going to come. I, I agree with everything you just said. Except that I don't think that when it comes to Star Wars, social media has as much to do. I mean, I know it's only helped perpetrate, but y'all, in a lot of ways, this is 1999 all over again. I've said that before. That that Phantom Menace was a victim of the expectations that a lot of fans went into it with. True. And well, and that's hard though because you're but, dealing with something that, like, you know, the last film came out in '83, and you know, this is like. 15, 16 something years later and everybody's just wanting more Star Wars and the Phantom Menace was what it was but I mean the the prequels are hard for a lot of people because the original trilogy was so fantastical right and so much adventure and everything and the prequels to get to a time period like that you have to have this area of political unrest where everything completely unravels and that's what I loved about the prequels, though, is that it set up exactly what we had in the original trilogy. I thought it was perfect. But again, I was a kid back then. I wasn't. I thought I just, it did like, a great I job. Can, I connected the dots to be like, well, you have to have this to get to this, you know? Well, but I, I get it. I get I, it. That, and that leads into a point I'd like to make Go is for that it. as four adults sitting here podcasting about Star Wars... The one thing we haven't mentioned is that Star Wars has always been a property for kids. And it's it's extremely generational. The original trilogy is my Star Wars because I was seven years old when Star when A New Hope came out. My nephews were seven years old when the prequel trilogies came out. That's their Star Wars. There's seven-year-olds who are going to see TFA and The Last Jedi now. This is their Star Wars. 
you know, Ray, Finn, and Poe are their heroes. Kylo is their villain, the same way that Han, Luke, and Leia were my heroes, and Vader was my villain. You know, so I think that the generation that you're part of it leads into the Star Wars that you're seeing too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we at my generation, we want everything to be the original trilogy. If it's not, then it, well, it's not as good as Empire was, or A New Hope, or Return of the Jedi prequel there's and there's people who clone wars is their star wars oh yeah you know and now there's people there's kids who rebels is their star wars so i think that you know that's that's part of it that has to be fed into it right but now let me ask but now here's let me ask you this what do you Mm -hmm. do with people like us who we we love the original trilogy we love the prequels i'm talking let me just say people like me i love the original trilogy i love the prequels love the clone wars love star wars rebels but you're not crazy about... Confused about The Last Jedi. How it, about that? It's not even about The Last Jedi. It's everything that's come from Disney, from Star Wars as far as the movies go. I, I, it... I don't... But I don't think it's that, Steve. I think it's that Clone Wars and Rebels are not dealing with Han, Luke, and Leia. All right. They're dealing with characters that you don't have as strong of an attachment to. So let me, let me give you... For someone who my attachment is Anakin, Padme, Obi-Wan, those characters Mm -hmm. in that time period. With prequels, I had this, this, I was, these were my people. Like, Padme was my Leia. Okay? So then we get the Clone Wars, and she's portrayed in this way that sometimes was good, sometimes was better than in the movies, sometimes wasn't as good, depending on the episodes or whatever. And it was kind of hard to deal with to see her going through all of this different stuff. But eventually what I got to is no matter what and no matter how I feel, I'm getting more Padme. And I'm getting more Anakin. And the Anakin I'm learning from the Clone Wars is helping me understand Anakin from these films. Because they did a really good job with that. Oh, yeah. And so I had to make that adjustment a long time ago to being okay with these extra stories that were not the movies. And it was difficult, but I figured it out. And Ahsoka helped, you know, as soon as she stopped being a little annoying, she was a little annoying at first, but as soon as she became who she was, I mean, that, that helped a lot. And we got a whole bunch of new characters too. Mm -hmm. So I think your primary struggle, at least from the conversations that we have, is what's happening with your childhood heroes, which is Han, Luke, and Leia. Well, now, I I will say, and I've said this repeatedly, I'm kind of tired of seeing my childhood heroes die. But I also... But I also... I just got to say that all three Star Wars movies, I've walked out, and my youngest nephew has been furious. Oh, wow. Like, I hate Star Wars. Why do they keep killing (laughs) Killing all my favorite characters? Right, right. But I will say this. I was very pleased with the fact that Ray is talking to Leia at the end of The Last Jedi and she says, I felt Luke go and it was and there wasn't any, there was peace and purpose. Peace and purpose. I loved it. He's I loved back. that. Yes, yes. He'll be back as a force ghost and and I'm perfectly okay with that. Um Can I give you my my fanboy wish moment for yes. episode nine? Yes. yes. I wanted to jump forward like Five ten years. I want Ray to have established a new Jedi training academy, yes. and I want Force Ghosts of Luke, Yoda, 
Qui-Gon and Anakin teaching all helping her teach. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I like this. That'd be awesome. That would, I don't think they'll do that, but it'd be awesome. I don't think they'll do it either, but that's my, that's my, I really like that. Wish. That is so cool. Yeah. That's my fanboy wish. Um, Ghost teachers, spirit teachers. But that goes into originally in what was revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. When Luke confronts, you mean revenge the Emperor, of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Revenge of the Jedi. When Luke confronts the Emperor in his lava throne room, mm-hmm. Force ghosts of Yoda and Obi Wan were gonna help him we're gonna in have that fight. Out. Yeah, I do. I remember George talking yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and that's what I thought was so cool when Yoda beats Luke on the head with his little cane. I'm like, he learned how to make it corporal. He can he can smack him on the head with his little ghost cane. I thought that was awesome. But see, Obi Wan moved uh, branches whenever he was walking through That's Dagobah. That's true, and he sat on that log. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. One other man, thing. you know, Ray has to go find a a, a crystal. Luke, she does. Luke, She's got to make a new lightsaber. Oh, I was gonna say Luke has one and around she, his neck, but then see some see, and we probably won't see this, but this would be a cool thing to see, maybe in a comic or something, is how she goes about doing that because she doesn't know, unless she's using the books, how to make a lightsaber, where to go. And some of these planets are pretty much destroyed or don't have any kyber crystals left because of the Empire. Well, I mean, look at what they did to Ilum. Yeah. They turned it into Starkiller Base and destroyed the thing. Was that Ilum? I'm just making it Oh, up. my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you almost blew my mind for a second. I'm like, no, that wasn't Ilum. Could be. Who knows? Erish. Uh, there's just one other thing to point out about the, the new movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. There is a massive financial burden on these movies that right. the other Star Wars films didn't have. Or, or yeah. they, they may have had, but not to this extent. Right, right. You know, Disney paid $4 billion for Lucasfilm so that they could make Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And not, not just that, but our expectations. If a Star Wars movie isn't the highest grossing movie of the year that it came out, it's a massive, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that there's just so much pressure and anticipation and expectations put on all these movies. Look at what's going on with Solo. You know, they they released that little snippet of what the movie was going to be this week. And following that, I saw three or four Han Solo is already in trouble and is going to be a failure articles on like pretty major websites like The Ringer and GQ and stuff like that. Basically, just based on right. the snippet that they read, the fact that we haven't seen a trailer, haven't seen any photos yet, and that they fired the directors. So, because of that, the movie's going to be horrible. And you well, haven't I seen, actually any, you haven't seen anything yet. Right. Well, right. You can't I, make that judgment. Now, I didn't see the snippet you're talking about, like a little synopsis, on, you mean? It was on StarWars.com. Yeah. Was it like a synopsis, just kind of a short? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, we can it up and and nothing that you didn't already know okay basically okay well but see that's what that okay uh, that for gets, people who don't know what this movie yeah, is that gets into a whole different realm though airs that reaction that people were giving gets into a whole different realm of issues that i have with things online today but i i want to say this and i want to make it clear i did not really have expectations going into this movie no, I didn't either. And so, neither. and so, because oh, you hated the Force Awakens. Well, now let's know, Eris. After my sixth time, yeah. I decided I liked it. <laughs> All right. So, do you want me to read the synopsis? Yeah, go ahead. 
all right. It says here, board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away. In Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades, deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. That's what they put out. Well, how can you make a judgment based on that? Exactly. That's for people who who don't know. Oh, there's a movie called Solo. Right. Oh, yeah. That's for who that's for. This right. isn't for but us. They haven't shown us any photos right. yet. We haven't seen it. The movie comes out in four months. Why haven't we seen a trailer yet? Um, because The Last Jedi just came out a month ago, and they wanted all your attention on that. Yeah, still in theaters everywhere but China. Yeah. Mm. I mean, with Marvel... You can you can promote the next movies because the movies are all sequential, one after yes. the next. Yes, good it's point. Continuing the story, but with this, we're jumping back to young Han Solo. Like you can't have that trailer out there at the same time that the Last Jedi trailers out there. You're just going to confuse people and for, even for the masses. And yes. even that has kind of confused some folks. I had someone ask me the other day, like, so now how did Han Solo? How did Darth Vader come back in that one movie the way he did? Yeah. And yeah, he, there were people that were confused about why we didn't see Ray in Rogue One. Well, there were people. The see? people I'm talking about were confused as how Darth Vader didn't end up in the Last Jedi after he was in Rogue One. Yeah, you know wow. they they thought that whole scene on Mustafar was a resurrection scene. So that's why they're putting out these things, though. They, they these are the people who need these answers, right? Yeah. Hey so, guys, yes, we are at one thousand eight hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh my gosh, hey. I absolutely. Y'all got me. Y'all got me completely enthralled in this conversation. <laughs> We're at eighteen thirty-five. Wow! Thanks. Uh, we've had several anonymous donors. We'll have to go through these in a minute when we come back for Geek Out Loud. Speaking of which, we need to shut this discussion down. Shaz, you've got to get on the road, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I realize I'm a little past so, time. Yeah. To go. Um, so, uh, y'all, I know we'll have more time to talk about this, and we'll talk about it more and more and more. I just want to be clear that I did not hate the the Last Jedi. Can we just say that and put that out there? Steve did not hate the Last it. Jedi. And I loved I, it. And I'm I glad I'm glad you loved it, Eric, because I know what your first initial reaction to it was. What was my first? I, as I recall, someone was angry when he first heard what was going to be going down with the Last Jedi. I don't know. The, what? When he heard, yeah. not when he saw it. Right. Oh, okay. That's a whole different reaction. Okay. Look, just... when we had all that fun with the who is Snoke stuff. Right. I knew Snoke was Snoke, and that was right. part of the fun I had with it. Exactly. Was all the different theories that everybody was throwing around. So. Right, and I and I felt like there was nothing to Snoke outside of he's just some dude that rose to power, and I think that's an interesting story to be told at another time. And I loved that Snoke was just Snoke. Yeah, yeah. me too. I just loved that he me wasn't too. somebody else or whatever. Right. It was fantastic. I loved it. Like you know, I he will. basically played no role in this movie other than he was the stepping stone Kylo needed yes. to become supreme leader. I also that like whole sequence. Brilliant. I also, one of the things I've seen online are people complain that we didn't know more about him. I'm like, what did we know about the Emperor in Return of the Jedi? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. saw the Emperor in Return of the Jedi for like 30 seconds as a hollow. No, you're thinking Empire. 
Oh yes, sorry, yeah. Empire. In return, yeah. but but when we meet him in Return Jedi, all we know that he's the Emperor and he's you know apparently strong in the Force, yeah. and he's old and ugly, and that's all we really. I mean, we didn't know his backstory. We didn't know how he came to power. Blah blah blah. Yankee schmaggity blah blah. So, um, we don't have to know everything. That's right. what I want to tell people. Right. We don't Make have to know story. everything. Right. That, I 100% agree. So let's. Scale. How many Marvel movies has there been teasing Thanos now? And look, if you haven't re- just if you've only seen the movies, you know nothing about Thanos that's other right. than he's this big blue guy who floats on a chair in space. Well, he's yeah, purple. Yeah, that's me. Except for Steve's told me some stuff. But... Well, he's purple. And he's sorry, purple. It's lighting. It's lighting. Yeah, yeah it's all but, the lighting. You know, and he's the big bad guy. And right. Two movies from now that yep. we've been building to for like ages. You know, you don't need to know everything exactly. about everything. Well, I just, you know, that's one of those things that I've seen where I, I want to kick back. It's funny because it one, and, and this is the thing, and this is what I think, you know, this is where I land. It's like, I, I know the places where I'm critical of this film. And as I said, most of it has to do with technical movie making type stuff, not necessarily the story of it all. The other part of it, the aspect is when people begin to go after it, I want to defend it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as as a Star Wars fan, I'm like, now hold on, let's talk about this. Calm down, you know. I think I just want everyone to calm down, y'all. I think that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> so, well, uh, Erish, uh, it's good to talk to you again, my friend. I know you and I are about no, to do as yeah, the mar- pass some corn as the marathon goes on. We're going to pass some corn. Teresa, anything you want to throw out before we get out of here? Um, I don't know. Fantastic. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Toy Story's coming? I don't know. Oh, Disney Vault Talk. Shaz, you're getting ready to head out and and hit the road. I hope you'll be careful, my friend. I'll try. And uh, everyone needs to check out Techno Retro Dads, which they can find. I know, I know. I love Porgs. Ooh. Does anybody not like Porgs for dinner? (laughs) I can't say that I'm a big fan of Porgs. I think I would like to eat fricasseed Porgs. Oh, they look tasty. They look tasty. Whatever Chewy was sitting there about, that rotisserie pork looked pretty tasty. I think they're cute, but, you know, they did abuse Chewy mm-hmm. by not allowing no, him to have dinner. No, you don't need to read Chewy and the Porgs. It's great. I do need to read that. I'll, you are correct. I'll pass on Chewy and the Porgs. But uh, I, I, I did not like them t- making nests in my Falcon. Por- me either. Porgs are no Ewoks, my friends. Porgs are no Ewoks. <laughs> well, yeah. They're cute. They're not carnivorous. Well, you don't know that. Well, not carnivorous to eat humans, okay. which the Ewoks were going to. Yes. That's right. Cute, but deadly. Cute, but deadly. Silent, but violent. Wait, no, that's not right. Okay. Uh, don't Let's not go back down that path. So uh, we are right now, don't forget, head over to geekoutonline.com slash cure. Geekoutonline.com slash cure. We're 37% of the way our goal at the time of recording. If you're listening to this on a podcast feed, 1885 is where we're at now. 38% of our goal. And uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast feed, the, the giving will be open until the 31st of January. We encourage you to head to geekoutonline.com slash cure to help fund uh, the marathon and to, and to raise this money for Cure. If you want to know more about Cure, go to curechildhoodcancer.org and find out all about them. At Darth underscore Duff on the Twitter, at Shazbazar, at Ice Cold Penguin. And uh, you can follow the Goloverse at Goloverse. We encourage you to follow that. Uh, on, on Twitter. That way you can always know when we're going live and that sort of thing with all of our shows. Thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you next time on Rebel Yell. Yeah.